We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go on tonight's episode The Knicks' new president of basketball operations, JL's Leon Rose, has broken his silence finally in a sit-down interview with Mike Breen on MSG 150. And on tonight's episode, we're going to give you our key takeaways from the Leon Rose interview, and we want to hear from you guys, the fans. The phone lines are up right now, 657-383-1509. So let's get right into it. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man JL's from Nick Time Show. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You guys already know. All right, Jails, let's get into it. Um, you know, these these type of interviews of press conferences, you're not going to get too much concrete, right? You, you're going to get a lot of uh, political answers and, yep. you know, a lot of spin and a lot of positivity, which is okay. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, the main point is just to have you, your your new hire come out and, and, and address the people. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's, let, I'm going to give my, my quick thoughts. Um, just let me know what you thought. I mean, in terms of just concrete, the only thing that was really concrete was in terms of the coaching timeline. He said they expect to have their coaching search completed by mid to late July. Yep. Mid to late July on the coaching search. And, uh, you know, spoke very highly of Mike Miller, said he was certainly uh, in the running, but they will make a decision by uh, mid to late July. Exactly. Yeah. He seemed very excited about the prospect of finding or just searching for coaches to see what everybody has to say. Um, Maybe I'm looking too much into it. He's like, why are you so excited if I'm here already? Well, I I, I think... (laughs) I think, um, you know, as he said, it's educational for him. You know, he's yeah. the president of basketball operations, and and I think that that's what should be done. You know, he should be um, getting educated by a lot of these different coaches. As I've said in the past, understanding the different philosophies, picking brains, understanding what their approach is to the game, to player development, to style. This is all new to him. This is a whole nother side of the table for him. So I think this is a good and thorough due diligence process that he should undertake. Even if 
he thinks Tibbs is his guy, maybe he gets blown away. You never know. Maybe yeah, he, some of these guys end up building out a staff. You never know. So I think this is a good process for him to undertake. Yeah, definitely a good process. I mean, it doesn't hurt to look for other voices to see where that can take you. Right. Just like how, you know, when we we, we interview every draft prospect, you, you never know what's going to happen down the road, even if the coach doesn't come here right at the second. Yeah. Uh, you can still kind of, you know, produce – Produce fruit later down the road. Facts. You, know. you never know. You never know. So um, can't fault him for talking. Now, this was the funniest part of the interview. I don't know if you guys at home heard this. Um, <laughs> Breen asks him, JL, is to talk about the current roster and who he feels like will mm-hmm. be back next season. Um, so, so listen to this. I'm about to pull this up for everybody at home to hear. Uh, let me pull it up. Right now, now, I think Mitchell Mitchell Robinson and RJ, you know, two young core pieces. I look forward to, you know, working with Kevin. I think he's just starting to scratch the surface. Frank Neal Aquina, given the right circumstances, I think can really prosper. And Dennis Smith, that's a special talent right there. And we have some solid veterans and Julius coming back. When you were an agent and you had a young... <laughs> it seemed like they cut it right when he started mentioning the veterans and they cut it right at Julius Jails. They cut... Wait, hold on, hold on. I got you on mute. Yeah, they cut it right at Julius. Yes, they did. <laughs> He was he was probably going in like we got Julius, we got Bobby, we got Ellington. Dudes at MSC was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't know if Dolan's uh cutting those checks, buddy. Just hold your horses. Exactly. Like <laughs> we not we might be dropping half the roster. I don't know if we should be mentioning that. He, he said, Hold your hold your enthusiasm. They went, they cut it right at Julius. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody who wasn't under a contract, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was up for grabs. Yeah. It was like, okay. all, all the non guarantees are like, yeah, yeah we're not going to talk about those guys. Nah, we so don't that, that out. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But yeah. um, he did mention RJ and Mitch as the pillars, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned Frank. Did mention Frank. He mentioned Kev just getting started. Right, you did mention scratching the surface. Scratching the surface. Just mentioned Kev. Surface. I know. I know they're aware of what's how was happening. Yeah, you're right. They're aware. They're aware. Did mention Kev. Um, and he mentioned DSJ Jailers as a special mm. talent. What do you mm. think? What is he? I mean, listen. I, I, again, all this stuff is is very politically correct and everything, but that was very interesting. I mean, listen. Like I said, everybody under contract. <laughs> he's mentioning. To me, what makes a good interview now for, for, for us, for Knicks fans, is not new information. Yeah. But what makes a good interview for us is if we don't end up being like a headline somewhere for saying something stupid. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's, exa- that's exactly right. And, and uh, you know, when you say that, the one thing that they did start the show off with was when Breen asked him about, you know, how the, the impacts of everything that's been going on in the last couple months with the protests and COVID-19. Um, Leon Rose made it a, an effort to say that, you know, they don't condone racism of any kind, so on and so right. forth. May, he, he was he was very conscious to, to make that be known because obviously there's been a lot of backlash on Dolan for, for not being, you know, uh, strong enough in his statements. Mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact, though, that 
internally at MSG, it did cause some uh, some division. You know, the employees were not too pleased with, with Dolan's lack of effort and and uh, with Dolan's effort and, and some of the players, too. So what would you t- take away from that? I mean, it's common sense. Like people, people are mad. Was people mad at me for pointing pointing out why why he should have said something? It's yeah, common yeah. sense. Like I'm a black person who works at my own job, and I know other people who who um who work other places, and they haven't said anything at their job, mm-hmm. and they're rolling their eyes at their employers and going, "Why am I here? What should I do?" So it's, it's people talking about basketball. I'm talking about humanity as a human. It's common sense. For people to be upset at this point in time when you don't speak up when you supposedly supposed to speak up. So true story. It's a true mm-hmm. story. Well said. Um on the restart, he said he pointed to the 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 um you know the fact that he won't be able to evaluate his players further. And we always pointed yeah. to that being an obstacle in terms of um how he's gonna evaluate these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the season's cut short. A season is cut short, so he won't be able to to evaluate all these players as much as he wants to. But he did say that they may look to um, sync up with some of um, the other eight teams that weren't involved and see right. if they can get some off-season training and, you know, some scrimmages as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, no draft strategy, really, in terms of best player available or position. Kind of kept the draft cards close to the vest but he did say that they were preparing and the scouts have been scouting all year long so he feels that you know with the lottery and the draft coming later on this year they'll be uh prepared to make a proper decision yeah and he kind of echoed the sentiments of a lot of the scouts that we've been speaking to in general which are saying is like here's the few top guys here and then everybody else is just you know who knows like that's kind of just been the consensus from what i've been hearing like pe- people's opinions have been varying so wildly from from like four four to ten. Like some guys think the tenth is the fourth, the fourth is the sixth. Like it's all over the place. And I think his comments kind of echoed that sentiment. Yeah, he said that there's really no parity. He said he, he he said a lot of the talent are close, you know, close in skill set. Mm-hmm. So um, he he did say that there. Uh, Worldwide West Worldwide West was officially brought on. To this, this, this uh, today was officially named the the executive vice president uh, and strategic advisor. So we pointed to Worldwide West, said they known each other for forty plus years, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, looks for him to be a, another mentor. Again, the West hire has been um, applauded league wide, you know, by players, executives, the like. And, and so, um, you know, everybody kind of feels like the Knicks uh, did well there. Everybody yeah. feels like the Knicks did well in that regard. So we'll see what Wes will bring to the table. Um, the Julius thing was hilarious. Uh, it, you know, the discussion, he said they, they have had discuss, internal discussions in terms of playing time for the youth. You know, playing right away versus worth it, versus sitting and watching. You know, how what is the optimal development philosophy for them, you know, and Breen kind of asked him, how do you kind of see that? Because as an agent, obviously you want your player to always be playing, but now mm-hmm. you're on the other side of the table. So I think that discussion was was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, to me, it seemed like he was swayed a little bit to the other side of, you know, accountability, winning your turn a little, 
he's to me he seemed like he ended more with that than um yeah. just just playing playing through mistakes right right mm. right yeah that's what it seemed like to me as well and and uh don't really have an issue with that you know pointing to to play accountability um ninja p in, in ninja p he said he's looking for a good partner he said he's been providing them excellent guidance as we've been saying you know ninja p using that experience to kind of help leon shape the uh front office mm-hmm and uh, what else? Um, coaching, he says um, he's got to be the right leader to develop the young players. I uh, want somebody yeah. to hold these players accountable, somebody that um, is willing to collaborate with the front office, and somebody right. that is going to drive the ship when they're in the huddle that the players know that they can lock in and know that uh, that coach is in command. So. Yeah, and you also kind of mentioned like develop and win games simultaneously. So, mm-hmm. you, I don't know. Is that time? I don't know. Is that time? <laughs> I, I that's what he said, right? That's what he said. Somebody that's going to develop and ultimately help them um, win games down the road. Sounded like Tibbs, but you know, I, again, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Definitely doesn't seem like somebody with inexperience is where they. Yeah. Are. Looks like they want somebody that's gonna that's that knows what they're gonna be doing, getting into it. Yeah, it seems like I mean you can you can think about that either way, because you say Tom is a guy who's known for developing. I guess you I guess you can say that if you go by that era. Right. But then you have Kenny Atkinson who who known for development too and actually saw the process through from development to a five hundred team. So you can go that way as well. So you you really still don't know. True. Like don't yeah, you never know, man. But, but you know, that was basically it. As I said, you're not expecting anything groundbreaking. You just want to to hear from him, hear what he's thinking, and, you know, his philosophies and stuff like that. And, and uh, again, the con- the most concrete information you got was that they're going to look to name the coach by mid-July, mid to end of July. Mm-hmm. Mid to end of July. So, um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Call us up. Let us know what you think. 657-383-1509 is the number. Let me salute some Super Chat sales because the Super Chats are coming in before we even started. Okay. So, salute to the family in here. We got um, Bronx Legend sends us a Super Chat. He says, uh, got to show some love for some real Knicks dudes on here. Much love. So, salute to BX, Bronx salute. Legend. Salute. Michael Parker, one of the OGs. Hey, Mike. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. He says, Knicks are finally learning how to play chess. Good move. Salute to the chat and the mods, of course. Mm-hmm. Let's shout out Sean Richardson for the super chat. Five dollars super chat. Shout out Car- to you, Cardi151 sends a $15 super chat. Salute to Cardi151. Okay, shout out you, Cardi. And we want to salute the Salsa Kid 2005. $15 super chat as well. From the Salsa Kids, so we definitely appreciate that. Um, did they leave a comment? No comments. No comments, just love, JLs. Just love, all just right. Just love. love That's okay. all. That's it, man. <laughs> so uh, definitely appreciate everybody once again. Definitely hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Um, oh, let me... I got to open the, the line. I don't know what happened here. Hang on one second. Uh, JLs, what you think about the World Wide West uh, hire? I was blown away. I did not see that coming. It just, I, the timing of it is so strange. I have no idea what to make of it. Like, you yeah. have your conspiracy theories. It's like, is it because, you know, it's this weird tension with, like, the players outside MSG and inside? So it's like to kind of further establish that, you know, before people. And maybe, maybe he feel like it was time to help step in and help his buddy out because he saw something was 
Yeah. You know, the, the ship was getting stirred in, in the wrong way. Yeah, it was it was interesting because at first we thought that, uh, you know, he was brought on and then they were like, well, probably not. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe he just wants to keep his interests and still be right. advising on the side, which you figure he would be doing anyway. And now we're in official official capacity, so not not a yeah. bad idea. Yeah, and it seems like he was already behind the scenes anyway, working with the Knicks. It's just official now, but it's, it's, it's still just it's just weird. The timing is just weird, or maybe it just took a long time for him to you know dissolve his business businesses, kind of like what Leon was what <clears throat> excuse me, what Leon Rose was doing True earlier. Story. True story. All right, first call of the night. Let's go um, over the border, Jails. Yusuf from Canada wants to talk about um, the Leon Rose interview. Yusuf, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. Shout out to CP, Ellis, and I hope you guys are doing well. Um, yeah, man, just a few takeaways was, you know, not, not, not too much to really uh, be too hype about. I mean, they made some great hires, and, you know, I want to salute them for that. You know, um, the PR is always going to be the PR, so that's never going to be where we all want it uh, as fans. But, you know, we got to just kind of be patient. Um, as far as the takeaways, you know, I didn't really get too, too much. Um, you know, on one hand, was he being politically correct, like you said, in, you know, speaking, you know, pretty either neutral or positive about you know, the young players on the roster? Mm-hmm. And, you know, but ultimately, like, could he be maybe trying to figure out some possible destinations for some of these guys and not wanting to maybe, you know, talk down their values. So True. I respect it. You know, he was um, moving pretty, uh, you know, he, was, he, was, he wasn't really showing his cards. So I respect that. He's kind of been doing that pretty much since March or, or February when he got on with the, uh, with the team. So, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward for what he could do. Um, he's, you know, fortified the front office. Hopefully with a lot of the interviews, he'll be able to fortify the, uh, the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just don't want to get it too ahead of myself. I know some some fans like to, you know, try to make connections by just you know, oh, we might get Jason Kidd, which means mm-hmm. yeah. we might get Yana. Yeah. So no, 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 things like yeah. that never really. We're not going for that. We just got to play the slow game and just be like, we're we're not going for the Giannis trickery. Just, I, just, I, I'm not patient. talking about that at all. We're not going to talk about Devin Booker trickery. We're not talking about that at all, man. <laughs> when it gets closer, maybe D Book. When it gets closer, Giannis. I'm not going for that at all. I'm not going for that at all. D Book I, I, is. To me, more believable. Yeah, that, that than, stuff than is so so far down the line. Yeah, I'm 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 focused on the draft, man. I'm focused so, on the draft, yeah. man. Understood. Exactly. Understood. And even even with that, I don't think he tipped his cards too much because mm-hmm. you know he kind of really said that you know everyone's really on par, I guess, with the talent they've seen, um, you know, in the draft at least with the first round, and, and we've got two picks, uh, a pick in the early second. So you know, I, I trust they'll do the due diligence. They've got plenty of time to you know evaluate and assess um obviously with coronavirus you know they won't be able to maybe bring guys in for either a face-to-face or mm-hmm. a workout or even spot gems in the uh in the combine so um on one hand you got the uh you know the value of having so much time but you also don't really get that you know Personal you know time. i guess that intimate exposure yeah. with uh some of these players you really kind of got a feel for who they are true you know you won't get you know, Phil Jackson taking Dennis Smith out and asking, you know, have you eaten squid before? And stuff like that. All that weird stuff that comes with, you know what I mean? All that weird stuff that comes with the draft process and yeah. you, know, you might have in place. So, you know, we're, I think we're lucky that we don't, we don't have uh, Phil going out to, you know, scout and fall asleep. Uh, we, I think we got some decent people 
some great people at least, and we've been applauded for a lot of the hires that we've done. So mm-hmm. we just got to wait and see, and you know who knows? You know, either we we build, you know, we, we keep our guys and, and we, we develop them, or maybe you know we uh, package some of these uh, you know extra picks that we have and mm-hmm. you know swing for the fences and try to get yeah. some disgruntled scar maybe. But you know, um, I'm not really too too big on that. We've, mm-hmm. we've done that in the past. Hasn't really yielded good results, so. We just got to play the, uh, the slow game and, and play the long see game, uh, what we can do. Play the long game. Yusuf, where in Canada are you calling from, bro? Oh, man, I'm calling from uh, Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton, so, okay. Mountain uh, Standard Time. We're just north of uh, Montana. Yeah. It's the prairies, but no doubt. you know what it is. It's, it's Canada. We still follow basketball out here, so. All day, man. Oh, All right. Hold it down for us, man. Good. Thanks for yeah, the call, man. man. All right, next up, let's go to Maryland. Zay's up. Zay, how you feeling, bro? Good man, how you guys doing? Good bro, what's going right. on? Good, good. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna get my opinion on like the way Leon Rose sounded uh, in the interview. Sounds like he's leaning towards Tibbs. Like I think Tibbs is like everything he pretty much spoke on mm-hmm. for the most part, um, with like the accountability part and mm-hmm. you know people. Uh, I guess just like kind of balancing, you know, still wanting to win and trying to get, like, a certain environment uh, with the players. I think that's more Tibbs what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to mention the Randall thing because the people were like, oh, no, not he's talking about keeping Randall. Um, I feel like Randall just needs a coach that's going to hold him accountable. Uh, and I don't think we had that last year. For people to expect him to, like, defer to RJ in the rookie year, that's, like, just not yeah, even nah, he wasn't he that, came, yeah. he, that wasn't he, realistic. His rookie year was under Kobe. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So, you know, you know, Kobe wasn't giving him the ball, so he came here. <laughs> he learned from the best. He learned from the Boom. best. There Mama it is. mentality, man. There it is. Mama, Mama mentality, bro. I mean, listen, yeah, I appreciate the calls, eh? Um, As I've said, Jay, listen, I, I know Julius has his faults. Um, You know, the spin moves, the turnovers. I don't, I don't think they're going to trade him because, again, I don't see the market being there for him, and I don't think they're going to give him away. So... Let's see what year two has in store for Julius, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not I'm never going to say never. I don't know if that's my my uh you know being hopeful. Yeah. He averaged 2010, even though they were like empty stats. But sometimes stats fool people. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to pull you hopefully on pulls a Vasai on somebody on the Hawks. Man. Maybe exactly. maybe the Hawks will, will exactly. be a willing Ooh. participant. Yeah, man. Like Julius isn't completely, you know. Completely hopeless. Yeah, he's no, he's not. Man. He's he's not at all. He's not at all, man. So he's not a guy. He's not the guy, guy. <laughs> right, right. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got uh, almost six hundred people watching right now, JL. So salute Yeesh. to everybody watching. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Uh, If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Also, remember that all of these shows, the interviews, the the, the quick streams, the podcasts, are all available in podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, Alexa as well. So if you can't watch on video, you can't watch live, it's always available in audio podcast format. Um, CK2K in the chat, JL. Salute to CK2K. Salute, salute. Check oh, and we got, Coast. Go ahead. Got, got a super chat as well. So shout out to uh, Rookie B. King. So shout out to you, man, for these killer interviews. Some NBA channels where I've died. You guys are thriving. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Will. That's Will from L.I. Yeah. Yeah, Will from L.I. Oh, it's Will from L.I. He changed the... He changed the... I missed it. 
I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That, that's... Puffy to Diddy. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, shout out Cedric Lucas J Ellis. He's team hashtag new. So shout out right. to Cedric in here. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, man. Who else we got in here? Ed Santana, definitely not new. Shout out Battleside48, team hashtag new. So, okay, Battleside. Um, yeah, man. So shout go ahead, bro. Oh, yeah, shout out to Jeff for Life, Craig mm-hmm. Williams, uh, Raw Hebrew Remnant. I don't think I've seen him before. Oh, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's been around. He's an OG. He's been okay, around. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, that happened. Yeah. Salvador, Salvador, shout out to you, Salvador, mm-hmm. Irizarry. And Ron Cole. And of course, John Talento. He's trying. John Talento's always first, man. That, that's my yeah, guy, man. man. Right, let's, let's go to the Queensboro. Dale is in here. Dale, how you feeling? Dale going. Hello? Yo, Dale, what's up, bro? Oh, oh you guys can hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry then. I couldn't get you right first. First of all, how you guys are doing today? Good, Number man. Hope, hope you're doing all right. Uh, all right, thank you. Uh, number two, you know, you, I'm hearing you guys talk about, you know, you know what's going on with Rose and whatnot. You know, let me tell you, this guy is putting together a commission. I mean, it's like a dream team he's putting together. Everybody's in their own slot. You know, it's not going to be any co- competition amongst the guys he got. And the, the gentleman that he picked up today, what do you call him, Worldwide, Worldwide whatever. Worldwide West. That guy's mm-hmm. been around for years. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after certain people that everybody's not even looking at. They're going to go after them. They know what they're doing. They have an understanding what's going on. And as far as the coaches go, uh, everybody's talking about Tibbs, and everybody also is speaking about uh, uh, what's his name, Atticus, Atkinson. Uh, the one who used to coach the net. Mm-hmm. Kenny Atkinson. Excuse me? Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, right. Those two guys, they already know no matter what, they have them. What I think what they're going to do is two other people that's out there that I think they got, with this kind of crew they have, they're going to go after. One, uh, the guy over in Kentucky, Calipari. Mm. They know this is the last time Calipari can coach. Well, you know, to come to the NBA anyway, you know. It could be between the Knicks or Philly. One of them going to go after him. And he might decide to go with all this, you know, stuff going on out here, you know, with the sickness and all, mm-hmm. or the corona I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He might decide to leave college. Who can work better with the young guys than Calipari? And who also have people either in the NBA or currently at their school or, or potentially people who wanted to go to their school uh, than Calipari? Yeah. I think he's going to be like the number one choice. Their second choice, I believe, is going to be Kidd. So kid, kid got a lot of juice, man. A lot of people don't understand it. He got a lot of juice. They may want to go after kid for several reasons. Everybody know about Giannis, so I think Giannis may stay in Milwaukee. But you know, with Giannis, and also the one person they're looking at that they might be able to steal, believe it or not, is the kid Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is not sold on L.A. to stay there, guaranteed. You know, uh, so who knows? He probably will stay there. But if you get kid, you know, you open up the slots. And then, you know, worst case scenario, you can get Tibbs okay. or Atkinson. You know, right. it don't matter. You know, th- these guys going to go after players. They're going to go after coaches. They're going after everything. This is a solid crew. I don't know if anybody realizes this is a Definitely. Definitely. solid crew. Similar, right. if not better, than the one they got at the Lakers. All right. Pre- appreciate you know, the Lakers call, Dale. The- appreciate the call, man. Um, I do agree with him, J.L. I mean, on paper, like I said, like I've been saying, on paper – 
the team yeah. looks good. Yes, on paper. On paper. On paper. You have Wes. You have Walt Perrin, your scout of almost 20 years. You have Ninja Pete. Mm-hmm. Now you you have your upstart scout, yep. Alex Klein. Checking the box. All these guys are relationship builders first and mm-hmm. foremost. Then you got the cap guy who's supposed to be the cap genius. Then you got the cap guru. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's with the he's carrying around a calculator all day long. He's just crunching Word. numbers all day. Pencil in the ear. Pencil in the ear. Diabolical. You know what I mean? Brock Aller. Um, so we'll see. Let's see. I, I think somebody had asked me what this means, you know, worldwide West and all these. I think it's gonna be an aggressive rebuild, JLs. It, it, it's gonna be an aggressive rebuild. It seems like it can go either way, man, because it, it seems like it seems like they got a whole bunch of scouts who are just really good at scouting, but then like Leon and 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 Worldwide West kind of suggest that we can go after the big guys if you wanted to. I feel like just, yeah. they, they, I feel like they're just trying to cover every base. I got to. <laughs> got to, you know, if you're gonna court your free agents, Wes, like you said, Wes is your guy. Leon is your guy. You know what I mean? You have your draft guys that you're gonna have to develop these guys, and then again, maybe you package, you use your your draft capital, and you package that up for a player in a, in in a, when the time is right that could potentially right. turn your franchise around. That's what the game is. Yes, usually That's what the it game is. is. Building assets, flipping building assets and flipping them. So I don't know about Calipari. I haven't, you know, I, I don't yeah. know about that. I, I haven't heard anything. A lot of the Kentucky bloggers and stuff, they don't, they don't think so. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty in touch with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you hear that? That's not gonna happen. You keep hearing like shutting yeah. that down. So when he said that, I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the Calipari stuff, kid. Uh, who knows? Who you know? Can't say, can't say no. Um, Can't say no either. Yeah, I mean, development guy uh, wins. He did decently with the win, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that that that's um, TBD. Um, on AD, you know, I, I told you guys from last summer that AD did want to be a Nick. He did want to be a Nick. Um, Nick's obviously didn't have the trade package, and he didn't really have a choice. So Lakers came in, they got him. Now yep. he can re-sign with the Lakers, or he can you know choose to become a free agent. We'll see what happens. I think he'll stay with LeBron as his best chance to win a ring. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe if they win it in in this you know Disney World flop restart that they're doing, <laughs> if he, you know, <laughs> maybe he changes his mind. But I I don't see Giannis or AD really happening. Let's just focus on building the team. Yeah, let's do that. I'd be surprised. He's gonna try to pull a Kawhi or something. I don't know. Mm, no, I don't see it. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh let's shout out Wayne Dorsey JLs. He's hashtag new. I so, shout salute you. to Wayne. Uh welcome to the channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, make sure you share it. Hope Me you guys too. were able to catch that Kenyon Martin interview, JLs. Another oh, yeah. one. Another another solid interview. Um, we're gonna make the announcement on the next interview coming up, which is gonna be major, major, major mm-hmm. on various fronts. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, gonna wanna watch this one. Yeah, it's exclusive, exclusive. If you know what I'm saying, JLs. And you yeah, definitely know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another thing I was gonna say. Oh, um, you know, for you know, uh, Dale had mentioned the team, and he mentioned Brock Aller, Walt Perrin, and all that. I made a playlist for for anybody that's new that hasn't seen um, some of our past shows where we touched on all these guys to give you the lowdown on all these guys. 
um, from the people in the know. Uh, there's a playlist. If you click on your top right-hand corner, there's an eye icon. Um, there's a playlist that's called Leon Rose Front Office Playlist. It's all the videos that we touched on, all the highest from Leon Rose, World Wide West, Brock Aller, Walt Perry, you know, Scott Perry coming back. Everything that you want to know about the front office and these guys, uh, there's a playlist there for you. So make sure you, uh, you, you check that out. All right, JLS, a couple more calls. Let's go to Nick from Rockland County. Nick, you up next. How you doing? Yep. Unmuted. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Go ahead, bro. Yo, what up, guys? Good, good, man. Just turn down the volume you on your end as well. Doing well. You guys just, hear me? Yeah, just turn down the volume and go straight to your point. We can hear you loud and clear. Okay, can you hear me now? Yep. Sir. What's up, guys? I don't hear you. Yeah, you got to turn down your volume. We're gonna, we gotta oh, come yeah. back to, we gonna come back to Nick, man. Serge, we got the return of Serge hey. in the building. Serge, what's going on? You, you in the building, son? That's everything. On? Yo, what's good, fellas? Good, man. What's going on? Yeah, I can't really hear y'all too good, but oh, gonna, it I'm might be. You know what? Volume, it might be an but, issue. Um, it might be an issue with the switchboard. So just, just go ahead with your point. You know, to me, it really doesn't matter. You could change the coach. You could change the GM, the president. None of that really matters because there's a difference between being impatient due to 20 years of sucking and being impatient through a five-year rebuild. You know what I'm saying? And while I'm probably going to get dragged for this, the fact is the Knicks suck and will always suck until the fan base can survive the rebuild. You know what I'm saying? James Dolan is susceptible to negative press and influence. He's always going to acquiesce to the feedback, which is why every time our team is on the roller coaster, we in flux. You know, we get the team that needs to grow, needs continuity, but the results don't come fast enough. The fan base groans. The media shits a brick in front of Madison Square Garden, and Dolan fires somebody, rinse, repeat. If Hanky would have been doing that, yo, he would have been hanging from the Empire State Building after five lost seasons. But yet they have two all-star caliber pieces, and they're a top seed in the East. You know what I'm saying? We just refuse to sit through it without bashing the team, bashing the players. Yo, Rich Kleiman said it right, bro. We like that thirsty dude at the club that meets a pretty girl but shits on her because we like the ones in VIP who won't give us the time of day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Buying hats and tickets, you're not supporting the team when we turn around and crap all over the players. You know what I'm saying? I hope Rose is different. It's time the front office says to hell with the fans, to hell with the media, and just stick to their plan. You know what I'm saying? We need to stop being thirsty, stop looking at that good-looking shorty's flaws, and chill <laughs> with her for a minute because you know what? She might turn into the VIP one day. Yeah, he's absolutely you right. You know what I'm saying? Knicks fans don't understand this. and You know what I'm saying? We always crapping on the team, crapping on – and you think that, that the front office don't hear that? We always crying. Julius this, this one that, uh, Frankie sucks. Uh, RJ's developing too slow. Yeah. Knox is trash. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yo, right. taking all of this in and going, well, what am I going to do? All right, well, fire the next cat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they bring in another cat, and here we go. Round and round we go. Round and round we go. You know what I'm saying? The return yeah. of just... Sergio mm. J. Ellis and drops the mic. He's 100% right. I agree with yes. Sergio 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000%, man. Yep. You know, listen, we've been saying it. I've, I've said this a thousand times. Dolan reacts to negative energy. He reacts to the negativity. 
he pulls the plug. Sometimes rightfully so. Phil's situation, I thought, yeah, he was, yeah. He was right for that. It, he, Phil wasn't right for the job. But Definitely Dolan right. reacts to the negative news, and he pre- he panics. Yeah, it's true. It's so, definitely true. Sir, Sergio's right, man. We got to have patience, man. We got to yeah. be ready to go through it, go through the lumps, you know? Exactly. I think he was right with Fizdale, too, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. You know, and somebody in the chat said rebuilds are ugly, 100%. 100%. Um, Nick from Rockland, call back. There's an issue with the switchboard. People aren't really able to hear us. So when we go to you, as soon as you hear unmute, just go right ahead with your point. Make your point and, and hang up. Everybody can hear you. You might not be able to hear us too well. There's an issue with the switchboard, but we still want to hear from the callers. And um, this one's perfect timing, Jalis, because right after Sergio, it's Ari from Manhattan. Ah, uh, I ain't planned it. it. This wasn't planned. <laughs> this was not planned. Ari, go ahead, man. <laughs> What's up, guys? How What's up, feeling? guys? How you guys doing? Good, good. What's good? Can right. you can you hear us? Okay, how's how's yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Um, I can't. I can hear you very little, but okay. I, I can hear myself pretty well. So All right, I'll just get into it. Um, uh, I mean, here's here's my take. All right, so like, it's not. I don't like it when people blaming Knicks fans for being impatient because we've been patient for 20 years and nothing nothing has happened and. To blame Knicks fans is essentially to release the front office and ownership of any duty to doing what's good for the organization and basically put placing the blame on Knicks fans. You know, it's the front office's responsibility and to uh, basically drown out the Knicks fans and not listen to us and do what's in the best, um, you know, what's, what's best for the team, not what's best for the fans. It's their responsibility to do that. All these guys know when they come to New York that there's a lot of media and there's a lot of pressure. It's their responsibility not to fold to that pressure, whether that's James Dolan or whether that's Scott Perry um, or Steve Mills. You know, it's their responsibility. A good, a good, you know, a good leader, a good uh, front office guy is not going to let the mob get to him and and cloud his judgment. They got to do what's best for the organization. And regardless of what you say, Fisdale was terrible. Phil Jackson was terrible. Everything is the KP trade was terrible. Everything there's no reason for Knicks fans to telling Knicks fans to just be patient and just don't worry, go through a proper rebuild. The rebuild was supposed to start two years ago, right? That's when Mm -hmm. the rebuild was supposed to start. Not right now. Now it's starting now. And then if something bad happens again and we get upset and rightfully so, it's going to be the Knicks fans' fault. And I don't like that. So you know, personally, we've been waiting for 20 years, and I understand you have to be patient with the rebuild. But when you're when you when you blame Knicks fans, you basically relinquish the front office of any liability whatsoever. When it's literally their fault that this started to begin with, we wouldn't be in the position we were in if, if it wasn't for Scott Perry trading away Kristaps for Dennis Smith Jr. Right. Yes, so feels. you know, it, it, I just find it a little I find it a little off putting to blame Knicks fans because we want a, a contending team and we're not happy that we don't have a contending team. Um, you know, when the front office and, and James Dolan has been, you know, screwing with us for the past God knows how many years. So that's the first thing I want to say. Um, so that's number one. Number two, you know, I do like the William Wesley hire. I think it's a great hire. Um, we, it's what, it's what I had, it's what I kind of said before. Like we need to assemble a team of people, right? We got Steve Stout. We got William Wesley. We got all these guys with swag and connections. Leon Rose, they got all the connections. They mm-hmm. can play behind the scenes. You got, you know, 
Brock Aller, the nerd, who's really good with the cap, right? You got Walt Perrin, who's really good at scouting. He put together an A-list team of people that are going to do different things, right? So I do like the hire, and I do think, you know, the combination of it will, will help the team. Um, you know, the only thing I'm really concerned about, and my last point is, you know, the coach, right? And, mm-hmm. like, this Jason Kid talk, like, I don't like this Jason Kid talk. It's just a Giannis ploy. You know, if you want to bring him, bring him as an assistant coach, whatever. Personally, I was on the Tibbs train. I'm now off the Tibbs train. I think that if you have William Wesley and you have these guys around right now, I don't think Tibbs is going to fit into that culture. I could see them having a – I could just see Tibbs and, like, just being like – I could just see there being two separate factions within the organization mm-hmm. if you bring in an old-school guy like Tibbs. So I'm personally okay with any of the following – um, Kenny Atkinson, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Jeff Van Gundy would be my pre- preferential cho- choice, but it's probably not going to happen. And Mike Woodson, I really okay. do like Mike Woodson. Those are the three guys I would All look right. at, and I would narrow it down to Atkinson and Mike Woodson. And the reason why I know Mike Woodson is the best choice is a, is a good choice is because he was the only he was the only guy to actually have success on this team. And the, what um, on the earlier show that you did today, CP, where you where you where you did his interview, everything he said was spot on. So I'm with that. And the other reason why I know Mike Woodson is good for the job is because CP, the artist, said he's not. So that means that. <laughs> so. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, man. We we needed a battle of the fans tonight, Jails, man. My fault to everybody. The, the switchboards are, are uh, acting up. Um, so callers aren't really able to hear. I don't think they would have been able to hear each other. But, you know, you heard two diverging thoughts. One from yeah. Sergio, one from Ari. Uh, what do you think about Ari's talk? I, you know, with the fans should not be the blame that deflecting attention from the front office. I kind of agree with Ari, man. I mean, they, I mean, I agree. I, I agree with both of them. I agree with both. I actually agree with both, and they both have a good point. But it's, it's like you can't really blame the, the fans. Aren't the fans aren't in charge? Correct. <laughs> correct. It, 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 it's correct. The front office, if you are a leader, it's your job to sift through the bull. Chill out and make make the correct decisions based on you know, <laughs> based on basketball, based on patience. But that's what happens when you have a guy who owns a team who's not a basketball guy. Like he, he just kind of just go by the the flow of the fans because you just don't really know. Bro, that's what happens when you're in New York, man. <laughs> it's simple and plain. <laughs> this isn't Atlanta. This isn't Denver. This isn't even Brooklyn, Jay Ellis. That's why nah. them dudes flocked over there because they can fly under the radar because they're not expected to win anything. You know what I mean? Yep. It This mm-hmm. is the heaviest jersey in the league. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I hear what Ari's saying. The fans aren't to blame, but it's a chain reaction. The fans have been waiting since 19... 19- 99, Jay Ellis, to put something competent on the floor that we can be proud of. That's 20 mm. years, okay? These are the same fans that are buying merch. These are They're buying tickets. They're buying season tickets year over year. They want a winner on the floor. So when the fans are tight, when they're booing on the court, when they're saying fire Fizz, fire Hornacek, fire Fisher, fire Rambis, fire, uh, not Herb. Herb's our guy. We like Herb. Fire, <laughs> uh, Larry Brown, all these guys, right? Then, then the media picks up on that. Then mm-hmm. the league picks up on that. And then the owner panics. Definitely panics. You don't, you don't count the 54 win team? You don't count that? That was cool. All that right. Was, cool. Of course, of course. Next tape, of course. Woodson was my guy. All those guys. Mel, my favorite player, everything. Um, okay. Next tape was great, but it, it was just a perfect storm, next tape. It wasn't a sustainable team. 
I feel you. That makes sense. Yeah. You know one what I mean? Done. It was yeah. a one and done team, and but they did what they did all they could. Um, they flopped out at the end, but it is what it is. I was still proud of that team, you know. All right. So I see both sides of it. I, I do see both sides as well. I, I, I see both sides of it. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Damn, we need that battle of the fans. But uh, where are we at? Four now? Sergio made his return. It was epic. Ari's points were epic. CPU, you planned it. It wasn't planned. I swear, they were on the switchboard, one under each other. Mm-hmm. They called at the same time. Right. It's the energy, man. It's the energy. It's Magneto versus Professor X, JLs. If you don't believe CP, press five. <laughs> no, I'm, I promise. Dave is, Dave is man in the switchboard, I promise. I go in order of, of when they come in. I go in order of when they come in, man. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, let's go to Nick from Rockland again, because because um, Nick, we have messed up Nick's connection. Nick, just go ahead with, with your point. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Just yeah. go ahead. How you guys doing? So I just heard a lot of valid points. Long-time Knicks fan, what bothers me is I kind of like management right now. I feel like we're going in the right direction. But with these coaches, so many coaches, I don't want another coach who's going to come in and then he's fired not even another year. We seem to go through coaches. We give them all this money, and it's like, oh, he's gone. Like, whoever they hire, I wanted Mark Jackson. It seems to be not the guy, and I really like Atkins. I would like to have the guy who has the uh, rival team's dirt, you know. Um, <laughs> these things worry me. I'd be okay with Atkins or Tibbs, but I don't want these guys to get fired in one or two years. We can't keep going through coaches. It's very inconsistent with this yeah. team. The East is completely terrible. We should be in the playoffs next year moving forward. And I think, I don't know if you agree with me, do you think RJ will be an all-star within the next two years? I don't know about All Star. Um, I don't know about All Star. I think RJ. You guys be think a good Julius Randle's the best player on the team? Yes. I think. I think RJ has a shot. I'm, I'm not going to say he's going definitely going to be All Star. I feel like he has a shot. I feel like he might be a lot. You know, he's a smarter player than people might give him credit for. And I just think he might need. He definitely needs more opportunities to see where he can go. But he has a shot for sure. I feel like RJ's the second best player on the team, even though you know he's a rook. And I also, here's another thing with the draft. We have been terrible with the draft for how many years? So we got rid of KP, who is leaps and bounds better than Dennis Smith Jr. Don't you think they should put some pressure on Dennis Smith Jr. now? Like, yo, we got you for KP, you know? Like, he's probably going to be packaged with Zoe or somebody, you know? (laughs) um, I mean, to be honest, nigga, I don't even know if he can handle it, man. I I still don't think he'll be here, especially if they go get a point guard in the draft. I don't see DSJ being here, but... You know, uh, you know, Rose is, is uh, likes what he sees. At least that's what he says early. Yeah, man. I feel like that was a, polit- a, polit- a political move, to be honest with you. It yeah. seemed like DSJ me checked out. He checked out half of last season. And granted, you, you he went through a lot. With yeah, he went through a lot. He, he went through a lot. No doubt about it. But, yeah, I just feel like he, I just got the feeling he didn't want to be here. No, I didn't, he didn't. He did not want to be here. So, um, and can RJ be an all-star in two years, Shales? I mean, that's going to take a big leap this year. Next, well, next season. Mm-hmm. That's going to start. That has to start next season. He just needs the opportunities. Like, we saw signs of growth. We saw the three-point shot starting to grow. Um, we saw his percentages start to rise towards the end of the season before yeah. you know, it ended. 
it, it's, it's unfortunate the season ended so you know quickly. So maybe it could have gone up more. We could have built off that momentum. Didn't but. didn't get a chance to see it. Dedicated a chance to see it. But I say that to say I'm happy with RJ being here, man. I, I'm I'm gonna again. We need patience. Uh, he's gonna be looking at his second coach in as many years. Once again, let's have patience, man. Let's get some coaches in here that can develop these players. Um, so I'm looking. The comment on the switchboard here is that CP the artist wants to respond to Ari. So I'm, I'm, I'm sensing some smoke we, going on in here. So we got CP the artist in the building. Spin that. Yeah. Here you go. He's ready to get out the cage. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. It's great to hear from you guys for a long, long time. I'm glad that you guys are doing well. You know, under the circumstances, you know, with the virus mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it's, it's good to see that you guys are like, you know. Healthy and everything. Yeah, good thanks. Well, I want to address the the virus in the chat, which is (laughs) Ari. All right, so Ari says that his guy is uh, Woodson. Now, what Ari doesn't ever do is bring up stats. Mike Woodson, when I moved down here from Jersey to Atlanta, Mike Woodson spent seven years Mm -hmm. with Atlanta. Do you guys know how many winning seasons he had in Atlanta? Two. Two. He only had two winning seasons. So let's fast forward when he was with the Knicks. Mm -hmm. He had a great year uh, with the Knicks, a year and a half. But who did he take over for? Mike D'Antoni. So Woodson really doesn't have a track record of even being a a really good coach. He was on very – he was coaching very – decent teams when he was here in Atlanta, this was the knock on him development of the young players. He had two first round picks with Josh Smith and Marvin Williams that he could never develop. And another thing, he was a terrible uh, offensive coach because what was his pedigree? ISO. Yeah. He went ISO Joe. He went ISO uh, Joe Johnson got his ISO Joe yeah. Label from. Yeah. Because anytime they were in trouble, they had to ISO. I can't really hear y'all guys, but that's all yeah. I gotta say. All right. Peace. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, he did develop that ISO Joe moniker, J. Ellis. Yeah. Listen, it's no coach has been know. able to develop Marvin Williams, so let's throw that in there. <laughs> let's just be real. And, <laughs> Josh, and Josh Smith is not even in the league anymore, J. Ellis. He ain't that old. All right, so that, that should go to show you how, how great those draft picks were. Joe Johnson is who he is. He's not a superstar. Listen, those those Atlanta teams, they competed. They had some depth. Uh, maybe they didn't go as far as, as CP the artist thought they should have. Maybe they underachieved in his book. I still thought those teams um, played fairly well. You know, the Knicks tape team won 54 games. Um, right. What what Kenyon pointed to and what Woodson pointed to in his Q&A with Begley was that the team shot a lot of threes on Knicks tape. They led the league in threes, attempted made in three-point percentage. True. You know, so he, he feels like he can coach today's game. Yeah, that's the way the guy the threes, pick and roll and um, inside out, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then when things got tight, I think, I think, I think what he's really talking about, what is the ISO ball when things got really tight? It was I got I think it got a little bit predictable, but you know we we ended up having you know one of the best one on one players in the league. 
So it worked out a few times. And when the game <laughs> breaks down, that's what it becomes, J. Ellis. Let's be exactly. real. When you get into the playoffs, when you get into close games and the game plans are out the window, each team knows what each team is going to do. What does it come down to? Your superstar players getting buckets. Absolutely. It, of course, yes, of course. I guess it depends on how, how creative are you in getting your superstar player the ball in a sure, sure, sure. Big question. Sure. Just don't be predictable with it. You're not gonna keep posting on the right elbow. No, you know, <laughs> yeah. side action. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate that. Um. So yeah. So, but check out that Woodson interview. I don't know if you saw it on on uh, Ian Begley, um, SNY's uh, page. Ian Begley interviewed Woodson in a Q and A. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's hear from a couple more callers. Remember, just uh, just just go ahead and make your point. Just hear from Danny from New Jersey. What's going on, man? Hello? Yep, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead, bro. Oh, all right. Um, first time first time caller, man. Long time, long time listener. I love what you guys doing. Um, just keep doing your thing. Appreciate I just it. wanted to talk about uh the coaching search. Um I'm just not on the I'm not on the Thibodeau bandwagon, man. Like mm. it's not a myth that his that his that he plays his players too many minutes. Like that's not a myth at all. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the type of injuries that Rose had, that Jimmy Butler had. Even when he had Jimmy Butler in Minnesota, all these injuries were non-contact injuries. So you know that he's just playing his players way too much, and these injuries are caused by fatigue. And the last thing that we need is to be rebuilding, especially with Mitch and RJ that are right now our corner, our cornerstones, and them to be dealing with knee injuries or or they blow out their hand knee like that's. And then we got to start all over again. So I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm not on the Thibodeau bandwagon at all. I'd rather, I'd rather get a, a coach, a younger, younger coach. I love Woodson, but mm-hmm. I'd rather get a, a younger coach that's actually going to build the team and, and actually, you know, have something to say to these guys and get to know these guys and just, and just build, just build with the team instead of trying to win now and get Tibbs on the bowl and, you know, God forbid, one of our young stars. I mean, they're not stars yet, but with the potential, with the potential that they have, I just don't want to see them go down that road and um, risk injury like that with him, man. I just don't. I just don't want to start all over. We've already done this for this many years. I don't want to start all over. You know what I mean? With okay. with, with with Tibbs, I just I just I just don't see it, man. I, I want to know what y'all think about it. I mean, listen, you're starting over basically anyway, JLs, which whichever coach you're going to be starting over. Unless, um, no, no, no. What? Unless you pick Mike Miller. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess if you want to count the 60 games that he had, sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, on the tips thing, I get, listen, the minutes thing, yes, it is legit. But again, I would have to say if, if he comes in here and, and is still repeating the same mistakes, I. I you know, I would have to think that again. For like Leon Rose said, they need somebody that's going to be collaborative, collaborating yeah. with the front office. You have to work with him to manage those minutes. Budenholzer has the same issue in, in Milwaukee, right? He has his coaching staff has to remind him, "Yo, take Ew. Giannis out. He, he's, he's, <laughs> getting, he's getting a little too too long in the minutes." You know, mm. so certain coaches are hard headed like that, but it has to be a collaborative effort. And for him to come in here, he has to know this is his last shot, Jails. 
Yeah, true. Especially if he comes here and flames out early. That could oh, yeah. be it for him. Yeah, this could be your catapult or your deathbed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is it. That is definitely it. So, you know, he, 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 he's he got to be able to, to adjust to that. Yeah, man. I mean, he's been saying all the right things in these interviews. He's talked about, you know, observing other coaches' practices and figuring out, you know, how to practice young guys versus how to practice the veterans so you don't, you know, get injured later on. So he's been saying all the right things, but it remains to be seen if he can pull it off. Yeah, we'll see. Time, time will tell, man. But valid concerns by Danny. Salute to Danny for, for checking in. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We've crept up over 600, J. Ellis. Okay. Knicks Fan TV, Nigga Time Show. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook. Don't want to forget our, our Facebook peoples, man. Always good peoples. Um, I want to shout out Shaquille Madison. They are team hashtag new. All right. So Shaquille Madison. Everybody throw your cities in the chat as well, man. Let us know where you guys are checking in from. Um, JL, so you want to shout out on, on your side of town? My guy Fritz always holding down Fritz Alessantor. Shout out to you. My guy, Will from L.I. I will not acknowledge your new name. You are Will from L.I. Yeah, Will from L.I., man. <laughs> That's it. That is it. And also, yeah, and Bossy302, shout out to you as well. And Gregory Castillo holding down my chat. Shout out to you. Sounds good, man. Um, let me salute the super chats that came in. Rory Campbell sends us a super chat. He wants JVG. Throw the bag at Jeff Van Gundy. He wants a reunion with Jeff. Okay. Uh, Mr. William 1072 said, Kid, can't sabotage this team because upper management is too strong. My dark horse is Woodson. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. He's, he's, he doesn't think Kid can make a power play here uh, with Worldwide West and, and uh, Rose. I think he's right. I think so, too. I think he's right. Shout out Clowner Joshua checking in from Luxembourg. JLs, we going global out here. All right. Luxembourg, we got Smoking Blue checking in from South Germany, the Rottweiler boys. Okay. Oh, we got Mo from the Bronx, of course. Okay. <laughs> Salute, Mo. And we got Baki from uh, Massive Creek Park. Shout out to you. Nice, nice. L.I. stand up. We got Special K checking in from the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. Oh. Just dropped a little be. island flex on us. You know what I mean? How's the corona over there? It's probably light, light. No one's probably light, man. I, I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been dying to get to the beach all, all summer, man. Same, same. Shout out to Elwood Johnson from Elwood from Massachusetts. Shout out to shout you. Out Elwood. I'm going to shout out Lockie Whitaker. Check in from Victoria, Australia. Mm. You know what I mean? Hey. All right. You got to like say with that little twang at the end with like Australia. You I, know don't, what I'm I, never, I never tried the Australia. Yeah, it's different than the British accent. Say it again. I'm going to try Aus- it. Australia. Australia. Yeah, you got to throw like that Y in the end. You know what I mean? Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just like that. Just like that. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Good job, bro. Good job. Um, all right, let's uh, a couple more calls before we get out of here. Let's let's hear from Will from LI. Our guys on the line. Will, what's going on? Go ahead with your points. Hey, what's going on, CT Jeff? How you guys doing? I definitely do uh, hear about, like, that whole uh, phone situation, so I'm just going to get right into my points. Yeah, good. Uh, first off, loving what you guys are doing with the interviews, man. Kenny and Martin, wow, lovely. And then with the OGs coming back with, Ron, you know, Ron Cleveland, you got Ari and, and Serge going back at it. It's classic, classic Knicks fan classic, TV. Yeah, we turn back the clock tonight, <laughs> man. The, uh, we turn back the clock up. tonight. Sure <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely, um, just a, uh, just a quick talk about the Ari and Serge situation. I definitely feel it from both sides. I do feel like we need to be able to 
uh, uh, man a rebuild and commit to it. But at the same time, yeah, I don't. I, as a Knicks fan, and you know, I had my, I got my cousin being a Lakers fan, just constantly talking crap about us. Like I got a text message about how we're taking the Lakers sloppy seconds because first it was Derek Fisher, then it was Phil Jackson, <laughs> now it's Jason Kidd. I'm just like, oh man. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like to be blamed as a Knicks fan because it's been hard out here. As you guys probably know, because y'all have been in it longer than me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But both good points. Um, I just wanted to talk about the coaching situation. And about with the addition of World Wide West in this whole interview, I think that the interview, these type of interviews, you definitely got to look at them like chess. Every comment has an underlying comment. So, yes, talking about DSJ, I don't think Leon Rhodes has high hopes of DSJ. But at the same time, you don't want to undercut your trade value mm-hmm. in these young players. So smart. I understand that. Smart. But when it mm-hmm. comes to but the addition of World Wide West and Ari hit it right on the head and I mean I'm kinda of mad that he got to it. I think that adding another personality like him and as like how as as strong as he is, I just don't know if Tibbs you're just adding too much to the fire. The same thing that Kenyon Martin said about AI mm-hmm. and Carmelo mm-hmm. versus Chauncey. Too many personalities. Like, I feel like too many strong Chauncey's personalities. the equivalent of Kenny Atkinson, and then Tibbs is the, is the equivalent of AI, of Allen Iverson. So for me, you know, I just definitely would just go, be more safe, go with the guy Kenny Atkinson. But I will say this, and I'll just leave on this point. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what RJ would become underneath Tom Thibodeau's coaching. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom Thibodeau's coaching mm-hmm. isn't for most, but I think it's made for RJ. And I'll just leave you guys on that. Okay. Keep up the great good work. Points. Good call, Will. Good, good call, man. Um, could be, could yeah. be too many alpha dogs in the building, JLs. I always thought about that, you know, which is why I, mean, yeah. I still make a case for Miller. Uh, yeah, I feel like Miller... Man, listen, I've said it before. i say it again. Miller already has kind of a plan for every player here. He's already started down that road. Give him a full, giving him a full summer, a full training camp, I think will be good. And, like, players already know what they have to work on because he's the same coach from last year. A guy that can just maintain the X's and O's. He's just about that ball. Right. You know and let's not forget, yeah, let's not forget, too. He was, like, coach of the year in G League. Like, he had OD accolades when he was in the G League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would the, the RJ Tibbs combination definitely intrigues me as well. I mm-hmm. agree with Will on that, and um, you know he thinks Atkinson may have a um, easier time, you know, maintaining and, and cultivating a relationship with the front office. But you know the verdict is still out on on Brooklyn. What happened to Atkinson and Marks? You know that relationship. I don't think I don't think we have all the answers on that. You think you think there's something missing? I don't think. Yeah, I think there's something missing. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm not so sure. So you think it's more? It's more than. To me, to me, this is like, you know, Marks was scared of pitching off KD. the grand prize they won. Mm. Yeah, because they gave up. They gave up the kitchen sink for KD and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So for at that point, you know, you, you pretty much chose who you're going with. It'd be hard to go against a guy who you paid that heavily. Fair point. So I think that's. To me, that was just like, oh, we can't afford, we can't afford to blow this up because they yeah. pretty much run the team. So sorry, we like fair you, but points. that much. Fair, <laughs> fair points, man. Um, I want to salute M. Cap Westbury, Li in the building. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Rodel Santos in the chat says Neptune City says, how do you feel about Becky Hammond? I think we had touched, we had touched on Becky. That was Ron Cleveland's pick the other night, actually. Mm-hmm. Becky Hammond. 
But if we go um, to to Leon's points from tonight's interview, he says the right leader to develop and win games. He's going to hold the players accountable, collaborative with the front office, and be able to command the ship. Right. Not saying she can't. I just think you're going to look towards someone with more experience in that regard. Yeah. You know, I- yeah, I feel the same way. You're gonna look for. I mean, they're they're interviewing a whole lot of assistant coaches, but from what he from what he said, it makes it hard to believe that any of them are really yeah in the running for like. It, a head it seems like job. you need somebody with experience. Yeah, and I agree. I've been saying that. You know, the Becky thing is not about her being a woman. It's about having somebody that can handle this. It's a different situation. You heard what Serge said. It's a completely different situation than any other job in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, we'll see what happens. But uh, what what uh, Leon Rose did say is that uh, mid to late July they'll be expecting the decision, and, and we'll be right here uh, hearing from the fans. Um, let's go to the closer for tonight. We're gonna wrap up with Delano, the mayor, hey. checking in. Delano, what's going on? What up, Del? Hey, what's going on? Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Salute to you and J. Ellis, man, always holding it down and uh, repping for the Knicks. Um, great interviews. Um, I never got a chance to say that um, during the chat or anything like that, but great interviews with uh, Felton and uh, Kenya Martin. You guys continue to do a great job with that. Thank you, bro. Um, Thank you. When it comes down to uh, the whole Leon Rose uh, interview, um, I appreciate the fact that he came out of hiding finally. Um, felt like uh, you got the job in uh, March, and we're just now finally hearing from you uh, at the beginning of the summer. Okay, that's great. Um, end of the day, um, really all we want to do is just see direction, some vision. Um, the hires are great. The hires make a lot of sense, um, especially for a novice. I mean, you know, uh, we gotta we got to get some veterans on, on in the front office and he did a great job of uh, obtaining them. So, you know, kudos to him for that. Um, the head coach, for me personally, I just feel like uh, I don't want any of these assistants. I don't even know why they're on the board because I feel like because of the fact that Leon Rose is a novice, I want a veteran coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take a gamble on no new guy that I've never heard of or came from a losing organization. I'm not. I'm not on that way. So I would like personally for him to get a veteran coach. Now, personally, I like Atkinson, um, especially for what we need, which is development. Mm-hmm. Um, Tibbs again, he has that that he has that reputation where he overworks his his players. So, you know, it, it's hard to just sit there and say, "Yeah, give me Tibbs," but yeah. at the same time, he's a veteran that has led his teams. To playoffs and and, and play and uh, playoff contention, mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying. Made a championship caliber run um, mm-hmm. when he was with the Bulls, so I can't just completely write him off. Um, but I, at the end of the day, just want a veteran coach. I want a veteran voice that can command that locker room. Um, I'm hoping that the moves he make eventually leads to. Um, you know, again, getting, you know, players that to play both ends of the floor. That's one of my biggest problems with uh, even the front court. You know, Julius Randle, um, 
Bobby Portis. They're not known for it, but again, sometimes it's all about effort too, and sometimes they just don't show it. Yep. Dennis Smith Jr., he's a special talent, but where? In practice? In the open run? Because <laughs> when I seen him on the floor, I wasn't really impressed. But hopefully, you know, he'll turn it around. If he's going to be here for another season, hopefully, you know, he'll do what he got to do and you know, help us win some games. Uh, end of the day, I think this uh, team belongs to RJ uh, and Mitch. I think those are the set of pieces right now until, you know, they can show otherwise. So I think, you know, again, we have to start doing a little bit more catering to, you know, our strengths and mm-hmm. not bringing in guys that are here for a season so that way they can pad their pockets, uh, you know, playing and auditioning for other teams. Got it. Appreciate but, the call, Del you know, Appreciate the call. Um, listen, he's he's not wrong. I, I, I definitely agree with him on the uh, on the experience factor. Um, I, I'm I'm definitely in it in, in that regard as well. Again, I don't think interviewing these assistants is a is a waste of time. Like I said, these could be part of your staff. These could be guys, Zales. You, you know, let's say a Will Hardy becomes a top flight coach in five years. You know, you yeah. come back and say, "Hey, you know, I met with Leon Rose five years ago. We we develop a rapport. I'm coming right. to you." You know what I'm saying? Like you just never know. So, uh, I think it's good for Leon to do his homework, like he said, get educated mm-hmm. uh, on these styles and philosophies as this, as he's new to the job, and maybe he still picks the the more well seasoned, you know, coach in the Tibbs or Atkinson. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. Like, so far, so good. Looks like we have a great front office, but none of that matters if you pick a bad coach. <laughs> none of that matters if you pick a bad coach or bad players. Remember, yeah, that, see, the, it's still the players still got to play, J. Ellis. So. Exactly. But yeah, man. But good show. Good show, mm-hmm. everybody. Salute to everybody that tuned in. For the people that didn't get on the calls, apologies. Got to call in next time, but we appreciate everybody's attempts. We appreciate everybody for viewing. Mm-hmm. J. Ellis, go ahead and uh, sign out, man. Yeah, salute, salute to everybody. Uh, new episode, Nick and Tom Show, dropping tomorrow morning. So definitely check out the episode about to drop. Had a little hiccup last week, but we keep it moving. We keep it pushing. New episodes come in. Uh, definitely check out the blog, too, nickandtomshow.com. Check out articles written by my guy, Fritz, in the chat. Also, my guy, Ken, is out there killing it on Twitter. He's writing for us, so definitely look at that. And follow us on all social media. Also, get the merch. You see you see Fritz with the little link in the, in, in the bottom right here. Put the merch. Got the, the Knox T in the back to get that Frank, RJ, and etc. Cetera, et cetera. So shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who's watching support supporting the time and Knicks fan That is all back to you, CP. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, JLs. And um, so to everybody for joining once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. You know the protocol. Um, this show's available in audio podcast format. Remember that for all you guys that are new. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms. You can find all of our content there in audio podcast format. Remember, I've made playlists of um, the Leon Rose front office. So everything you need to know about all these editions from Rose, World Wide West, Walt Perrin, the new scout, uh, Alex Klein, uh, uh, the new scout as well. All these guys are in a um, playlist. Check it out in your top right-hand side corner. There's also playlists for all of our special guest appearances. If you're new in this chat, we've had Oakley, Rashid Wallace, the X-Man interview is still doing numbers, Raymond Felton, Kenyon Martin, Langston Galloway came on the show, Chris Childs, Charlie Ward. Where else are they getting this, Jails? Where, where else are they getting this? <laughs> 
on the grassroots level. This ain't ESPN. This ain't MSG. YouTube, buddy. This is Knicks Fan TV. This is Nigga Time Show. And it's made possible by the fans. We need your support. Continue to support. The Super Chats are much appreciated. But we know times are tight. So if, if financially you can't support us, you can do three things to support us. Share these videos. Very important. Subscribe to the channel. That's free to do as well. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. And leave a comment, man. Leave a comment. What did you think about the Leon Rose interview? What do you think about the coaching search? Anything you want to talk about, we'll get back to you in the comments. And we appreciate you guys, everybody, for tuning in, everybody for calling in. Uh, let's shout out some people, all the mods. Dave, appreciate it. Knicks Fan TV, Jared, definitely appreciate it. John Talento, appreciate it. Uh, Edward Stalling, Kent Scott, uh, TM, always appreciate it. Marlon Small, we got you in here, man. Marlon Small, today I was just like, you got to let Instagram know when you're going live. So, Marlon Small, glad you can make it in. Oh, shout out. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, JL's <laughs> got a uh, shout out to uh, people yeah. in the chats, man. Yeah, shout out to No, shout out Fritz. Shout out Angel A1. Shout out to me. Uh, shout out to Lil White. <laughs> shout out to Gregory Castillo. Shout out to Gerald Williams, Greenhouse, Carmelo Goldberg, HB Mac, Salvador. Shout out to you guys. Yes, sir. Um, we'll check back with you guys over the weekend, man. Have- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.